Support for Waveform comes from Anthropic. So looking for an AI solution for a business, it might be time to check out the Claude 3 family from Anthropic, your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. So whether you're powering a customer chat experience or doing complex R&D or need advanced analysis, Anthropic can help provide you with frontier intelligence. So if you're looking for speed, power, or anything in between, the Claude 3 family offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is up, people of the internet? Welcome back to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez. I'm Andrew. And I'm David. And in today's episode, we're kind of all over the map. We've got some good things and bad things in the world of social media. For example, YouTube lost their CEO. Twitter started charging for security. Uh, Instagram and Meta copying some other things Twitter did. There's just a lot of lot of stuff going on. We're going to talk about social media. Um, but we're also going to wrap it up with some tech that we're enjoying lately. But first, we finally did make that AI Bing video that mm-hmm. we were talking about last week. Mm. The angle that I chose to take was uh, the truth problem, which I thought was a nice way of avoiding the entire everything happening in the AI world and focusing it on something that I think is more interesting because there's this layer of these chatbot AI experiences where they're synthesizing really nice sentences that sound very natural and human, but they also may or may not say things that are wrong all the yeah. time. And so that's just kind of an interesting thing where people will talk to them and they'll believe what they're saying and they'll feel like, oh, maybe they're sentient. They're so human and so natural. And there's these crazy stories. They go back and forth and there's tons of cool examples all over social media. But the chatbots don't understand what they are saying. And that is maybe something that's going to have to be different in the future, possibly. We'll see. So go watch that video. That's out there. Uh, Microsoft has limited uh, the Bing chatbot experience a bit since our last podcast episode. And literally the day that we were shooting that AI truth video, we were playing with it again. And we noticed it just it just refuses to answer some questions now. It uh, stops conversations after a couple of queries. So it's, it's more good at reining itself in or, or not getting out of control, <laughs> yeah. which is... Uh, probably the entire intended purpose. I feel like they kind of neutered the fun a little bit. Well, yeah, because it was completely destroying all Bing's PR, essentially, for it, right? Because, like, only things people were posting were totally unhinged conversations. I don't that, know, it was kind of fun. It was super fun, but, like, <laughs> if you're Bing or Microsoft or ChatGPT, OpenAI, like, and the only news you see coming out about you is, like, the, yeah. the chat GPT giving itself a name and talking about spying on people through their webcams and Not like wanting to be pulled out of Bing or whatever. Like <laughs> that's like, terrible. Why am, I, why am I Bing? Yeah. Just why today, am I inside Just here? today though, they, um, they actually are loosening those restrictions a little bit again. Really? They just put this article out uh, about it. Now they're going to be releasing a few different modes that you can use with it where you can do a strict mode or a creative mode or a balanced mode. Hmm. Okay. Um, creative. <clears throat> 
This actually makes a lot of sense uh, because when you are when you're making, I was thinking about transformer models a lot recently and how you basically like are how you code like truth into a transformer, and you can't obviously. Yeah. But something you can do is that you can like set a parameter for like how close to the original source you want something to be. And so I, I was thinking about like this is why there's problems with um, some ChatGPT queries like almost exactly scraping books, like a Wikipedia, like a Wikipedia article, yeah. or some um, you could say like a Dolly thing almost looking exactly like an existing painting. Mm -hmm. It's because you can set parameters for like how accurate you want it to be. It's called like guidance when you're training a transformer. Yeah. And so what they're doing now is they're basically like allowing for, if you want it to be more creative, then the accuracy of the positioning of those vectors in 3D space does not have to be as close to one another. So it can be a little bit more creative. Okay. But I think that they had, <laughs> I think that they had the, like the guidance on like full, whatever you want to do mode at, on the original thing. And that's why it was being like, full-on creative super creative right yeah which for a search engine you probably want to be a lot more um strict with right. what you're doing yeah i guess reputationally if you're bing obviously we talked about how google has everything to lose mm -hmm. and bing has everything to gain but you still can't really just be spewing chaotic stories and random things because people will believe it they don't right. really know how these things work and they think it's like telling you something yeah so that's obviously they had to sort of turn those dials in the background um i'm just curious now i think I feel like the truth understanding part has to be added as a layer on top of the models. I think the models will continue to work as they are and have all the dials turning. Yeah. But then once it spits out an output, it should have a way of going, oh, I just suggested that A equals B. Let me just check with my sources. If that could be on top, if that's an additional technology, yeah. I think that would be pretty sick. Right. I, I want to know how Microsoft's Prometheus search model is working because yeah. I, I want because like obviously it's using the chat GPT transformer stuff just to create the natural language from the things it's scraping. But I'm curious about how many links it's scraping from in order to create that because theoretically you could create some sort of truth paradigm if you scrape like a hundred websites that are like the top smartphone cameras for 2022 and then create like a confidence interval based on like number one is Galaxy S23 Ultra or whatever. Yeah. Then you could like kind of create some sort of truth paradigm through that but so here's I, the other thing i noticed yeah is even if you do stay pretty strict to uh the guidance of your sources that relies on the sources being accurate right and i remember specifically in the video i asked what are the top five electric cars you can buy right now and the ipace the jaguar ipace was on the list and i was like no nah, this kind of doesn't feel right and when you hover over some of the sources, as as Bing will, they'll just give you the sources that it pulled from, and you can check the links and actually look at the articles. And there are some articles that are like, here are the best electric yeah. cars. So you're like, oh, I see how you filled this in. All of them had the Tesla Model 3 on it. So there it is. And I clicked on one of the links, and it had the iPace on it. And I was like, okay, so you just believed this website and it was just a random website yeah. that had a top 10 and it was from 2023 and it was it was up to date and everything it was just a bad list right so yeah even even if you do train the models amazingly well there's that variable too the irony of this is this kind of highlights how bad being without ai is versus google because i remember when we searched like best smartphone cameras and the first link that it gave us was some website i'd never heard of before that was mm -hmm. on bing yeah, just just Bing, not ChatGPT. We used the we used the AI Bing, but it okay. gave us like the top three sources, and the okay. number one source was some random website we'd never heard of before. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like that just means that that just means that the first thing that comes up for Bing is some random website that you can't really trust. I think the thing also, though, is we're never going to find out how it uses Bing, the Prometheus uh, model model, because like if they ever release anything about that, then it's it's open game for people finding out how to game a system like that. And Mm. now we're just into what is search engine optimization for AI chat functions going to be? Yeah, like, it's like another layer because we already know people, there's entire businesses based on SEO for Google. Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. want to be on page one of Google search results mm-hmm. for these very high CPM terms yeah. and to get affiliate links in there and to make money from being the top result. Uh, if inevitably Google starts doing this chatbot thing, Yes, that will be a new industry of, all right, how is Google sorting through these top results and do we need to be on the first page or do we need to start stacking a bunch of terms for popular queries mm-hmm. for what people search with the chatbot? It's new. It's new territory. It's it's going to be fun to watch how this sort of plays out. But yeah, they're still turning the dials with Bing, just trying stuff. Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see these like strict versus loose versus balanced yeah. models. It does seem though that even in the loosest form, they're still completely cutting off if you try and ask uh the chat essentially like who it is and what it's right. feeling. It'll just shut down it's like, the conversation. Sorry, I gotta end this now. conversation now. Yeah. yeah. It I did like I'm I don't I would like to stop. I would like to stop now. And well <laughs> right and away. closes it so you can't even yeah, you have like, to, like continue. It. Yeah. Microsoft yeah. puts the gaming muzzle on Bing every time you ask it that kind of question. <laughs> <laughs> it's like here's a here's another question or an angle to think about this. There is the whole argument about like this is existential crisis mode for Google, right? Because <laughs> people are going to stop Googling things and they're going to start asking the chatbot over at Bing the same types of stuff and getting helpful answers. My my question is, are they actually or is it just a matter of time before eventually Google gets confident enough with its own version to add that on the top of Google search and then we're right back where we started where they have equivalent products and Google is just better at ranking things and that's the end of it. I think that's always been, that's always what I've thought. Yeah, Yeah. I think that'll happen. To me, this is like... Second over advantage. This is the really fun... I'm glad Bing did this because we got some (laughs) solid (laughs) entertainment out of it and Google is going to come and just beat it pretty bad. There's always a period of just pure chaos whenever a new technology comes out and all the big companies that have existed for a while that have a lot to lose just like let everyone else mess up so that they could just watch, like sit back and be like, okay, we're going to... They see everybody else stumble. It's like (laughs) if we talk about folding phones, no one really goes, oh, is this existential for Apple? Like is the iPhone over? Are folding phones the next thing? Maybe it's because we're like, looking for a new thing and it's yeah. more like yeah. just speculation but i'm sure apple has been quietly taking notes on the last like yeah. six years of folding yeah. phones and in case they ever do want to do one they'll have all of that information from everyone else's trials and errors yeah bing google kind of a duopoly you could still <laughs> yahoo search i guess maybe <laughs> but i think the idea is google is not going to be the first mover on something no. crazy like this when they are the market leader. They're going to yeah. take notes. They're going to watch what Bing's doing. They see the dials getting turned. They're like, okay, yeah, we no existential stuff. Yeah, take notes. No creative <laughs> yeah. stuff. And then when they come out with their Bard thing, it seems like I we're back to I keep forgetting it's one. called Bard. Bard. Yeah. I keep calling it Lambda. because the, <laughs> Well, because the Bard announcement was, I think I looked it up, it was an eight-minute announced it was, a, it was a section of their it was uh, barely yeah. even anything yeah i don't think anybody well the thing about talking to it people are still going to call it google they're going to call it like bing is just bing whether point. or not you're talking yeah. to the chat bot or yeah it'll bing just itself. be google so it'll just be to people it'll just be google chat yeah. or something google Would chat you, with another technology. google chat <laughs> 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 another google chat 
Don't hurt me again. Well, I've been hurt before. That's why they're so reluctant. Yeah. Would yeah. you rather? I don't know why I thought. Of this. Would you rather? Here would we go. You, <laughs> would you rather use Google Assistant by saying, "Hey Google" or "Hey Bard"? Uh, or I just already, Bard. I like the the G word. I don't. It's, easy. it's too long. I think yeah. that's my biggest gripe. Well, the thing is, it Google. has to be a unique enough syllable combo that you don't accidentally trigger it all the time. I yeah. manage to trigger it more than I would like to admit. It's a G word? Yeah, because Imagine I call... Imagine how much uh, Bard is going to trigger things. Embarrassingly enough, we call Mac boo-boo sometimes, <laughs> and that pops oh, that up triggers it? all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's going to do it. And it's always just like reacting to stupid baby talk that I say to Mac. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't Are know how to do that. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> yeah. Is Boo Boo hungry? It's like, Boo Boo, do you have to go to the bathroom? It's like, Google's like, eh, I don't yeah. have to do that. There's a, there's a great video online of like, a, there's like a grandma talking to Google, but she's foreign and she just keeps saying, Google. That's <laughs> funny. But yeah, like, Bard is like, you could just say any AR word. Like, Bard just sounds too yeah. similar to other words that you, I feel like you'd trigger it all. I would time. like to test it. At least it's not a real name like Alexa where people with that name yeah. have to just constantly Fair. be made fun of. From There's like three guys named Bard that are like really mad at Google. Like, that's oh, a good Bard, Bard really? You have to name How common Bard. is Bard as a name? It's not as, it's can't There's be as common as Alexa. There's a legal legend character. I was going to say this, this opens the door to like an epic Dungeons and Dragons character. That's both Bard like, sounds awesome. that's both a bard and a Google assistant. And really smart. Bards are pretty cool. Bard is League the 5,809th most common surname in America. What's Alexa? Yeah. What is Alexa? But that's surname. That's a last name? Yeah. Oh. So it's uh, a, I don't think most people are named bard as their given name. Probably not. But Siri and Alexa are like real names, at least in the US. Is that, like, Siri. People, also, there bart. are some people named Siri. Yeah. Bart. Bart. Oh, is yeah. That Bart would be a is common. And if you yeah. call that's going to be like an accidental that's trigger all the time. Which is why probably Google won't. I think Google has to stick with the, the G word command. <laughs> Whoa. In 2015, Alexa was the 32nd most popular name for girls. Yeah. What was what was Amazon thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I really time think about too. that, it was around that yeah, time. Right? They wanted it to be, to be natural, right? So it's natural. It's, but it's too Just call natural. call it dad at that point. It's <laughs> yeah, too dad. natural. In uh, 2021, there were nine baby girls named Siri. Oh, uh, that's less than I thought. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, Siri sounds like a newish kind of name. One out of every 197,721 baby girls born in 21 were named Siri. I'm hoping nobody was named Google in the past year. I'm hoping. Oh, man. It How might be people? greater than, it might be a non-zero <laughs> number, but I'm hoping it's zero. I, oh, I hate Elon this title. Here. Wait, please read that title out. A boy named Google and a girl named Vista. Why parents named their kids after tech. <laughs> no. Imagine naming your kid after Windows no, Vista. No, <laughs> not Windows Vista. No. Imagine Ooh. your next kid's name is Seven. What the heck? Oliver seven. Christian <laughs> Google. Like nobody got that. Nobody Just got Windows that joke. <laughs> Sorry, I zoned out. I blocked out. What it's happened? better than eight. Yeah. Seven? Windows are, are the actual name. Oh, I see. What? People love the number seven. Yeah, I was just saying Windows 8 is Oh, Windows, Windows 8 is better 7. than Windows 7. That's What? Fair. We're off the No, rails. you are off. No, 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 no. You are wrong. What? <laughs> Windows 8 is better than Windows 7? Yeah. No. I mean. No, look, no, 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 no. Enjoy the comments on, the, on this one, on Marquez. On the power like, rankings of, of like this, the scale of like all of Windows, people didn't like Windows 8 as much as they like. You know the AB thing? I think wait, you're thinking wait. of 8.1. People hated Visto, loved 7. Hated 8, liked yeah, 10. That's wait, the thing. That's what I said. I know. I agree with oh. you. But I still think Windows 8 was better. I think you're thinking of 8.1. Oh, I disagree. Because uh, this is a hot take. Thing. 8 was like only the panels. Yeah. And yeah, 8.1 is when they added the Windows 7. And 7 like, was amazing. 8.1 is better than 7. Yeah. 7 was so good. 7 was amazing. 
I'll leave it at that. I'll, before I get flamed in the comments. Yeah, man, thing. too late. Yeah. There's one. a lot of people paused this already. Yeah. And are flaming They're typing right already. It's over. A lot of me. people already turned this podcast off. <laughs> <laughs> How more into the weeds can we get? Uh, we do want to quickly mention this crazy Samsung feature. So you know how there's a Google uh, Assistant feature where it will go out and make phone calls for you. Let's say you ask it to reserve a table at a restaurant. In certain supported situations, it will go out and with the voice assistant, talk to somebody and reserve a table for you. Crazy. Uh, new Verge headline from today. Samsung says users will be able to clone their own voice to respond to incoming phone calls. So I know there's a lot of voice cloning AI voice tech floating around right now. Of all of those ideas, I like this one the best. I do. Did you? And <laughs> like, to go. Because you want to talk to people. <laughs> I don't want any more phone calls. And this sounds great. I you saw like how just to explain how it works it's not just like the google total ai of using your voice and just responding it's your text type yeah yeah you're typing and yep. it's using your voice perfect which That's i think fine. is epic I'll I, take love it. I can't i don't want to say i can't wait because you should not do this but i can't wait till there's people texting and driving instead of calling. In, instead of don't using do their hands oh my God. In a car. That's so much more dangerous <laughs> it's like, just like hands free that, is ideal so wait, so here's an even better one. I talk, it does voice to text, and then text back to my voice. <laughs> Use my cloned voice so I don't have to type. Yeah. Perfect. Oh my god. I want to try this. Uh, just because I want to see how good it is. Yeah. Like, on the fly, using your voice, how long do you have to talk into the, the like microphone for it to get your voice? Is it like setting up a fingerprint where mm. you say yeah, a like bunch a of things? Print. Yeah, yeah, probably. I would assume you'd have to do quite a bit. I'm gonna I mean, try it. you actually don't need that much reference audio anymore. Really? Yeah. You used to need a lot more. Yeah, you'd have to say a bunch of words in a certain I think you only need three seconds of reference audio to get a good voice match now. To do For a whole, like, straight up typing any... Mm -hmm. Man, I could understand that for, like... That's impressive. Like, setting up Siri or Google or something like yeah, that. Like, like getting talk. your... Understanding your voice yeah. to recognize it, but replicating it? That's very I impressive. feel like it... Mm -hmm. Like when we talked to Astro, we had to say like five or six phrases just yeah. to get Alexa to like know yeah. what we were saying and Go to understand to the people. Bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, hey, yeah. Alexa, dance. So <laughs> yeah, no, this is, I'm going to try it. I really like Google call screen, I but I am dailying an S23 Ultra right now. So I'm going to give this new Bixby feature a try. Not a I am I going to give often. this new Bixby feature a try. <laughs> it's my real voice. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll wait till it comes out. But yeah, S23 Ultra in the pocket. We should take a break, uh, but before we do, let's do a trivia question. Oh boy. All right, so, was gone last week, back this week, gonna come with a heater. So, as David told us not 10 minutes ago, there were nine baby girls born in 2021 named Siri. Were there more or less boys born in 2021 named Anakin. <laughs> like the Star Wars name. Like the Star Wars That's name. an interesting like question. Like the huh. name that... You said there were nine sand. series? Yeah. Nine. So are there more... Born in 2021, hmm. were there more series 
or Anakin's. I know this. I think it's. I have. I have a that hint. I, don't. I have a theory. I'm also basing this off of one website's data because that is okay, where nice. that is the only place I could find data You're on just number as of bad Anakin's as being AI. Yeah. 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 <laughs> as long as you cite your source, <laughs> I have to take your word for it. That also means I'm just as good as being AI. That's a fact. I don't know if that's a. Compliment. That's good framing. That's good framing. <laughs> <laughs> you can just reframe it that way. We'll leave it at that. We'll think about it. The answers will be at the end. But let's get to the bad break. The bad break? The ad break. Did I say bad break? Don't call it the bad break. I don't think you said there was just like... Let's get to the ad break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Support for the show comes from Anthropic. Companies of all sizes are exploring use cases for AI and finding that it's not a one-size-fits-all game. It's all about finding the right balance between speed and intelligence. Like if you're powering a customer chat experience, you need instant speed at low cost. If you're doing complex R&D or advanced analysis, you need frontier intelligence. Claude 3 from Anthropic offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Claude 3 Opus is their largest and most powerful model that can handle complex tasks and analysis. Sonnet strikes the balance between information and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and most cost-effective model that can execute lightweight actions fast. Anthropic is dedicated to building AI systems that are reliable, interpretable, and steerable. Their multidisciplinary team of researchers, engineers, policy experts, and business leaders designed Claude to elevate the field of generative AI. See for yourself. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. All right, welcome back. Let's talk about social media for a little bit. Any of you guys do any social media stuff? No, I hate social media. Nothing? Me neither? All right, we can move on. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Uh, No, just kidding. This is on YouTube, and you guys might have heard the news. This is kind of like right between last episode and this one. Susan Wojcicki, previous CEO for a long time, is stepping out as the leader of the YouTube ship. So Neil Monaghan, who we've had on Waveform already, is going to be the new CEO. He is sort of like head of product, which Mm -hmm. like YouTube as a product, has a bunch of products underneath it. That's like, makes perfect sense. She's going to advise him. He's going to be the new CEO. She's going to step out. But yeah, Susan, Susan as the face of YouTube uh, gets a lot of the blame and almost none of the credit. That's kind of like how it works when you're the CEO of a big company that does a lot of stuff. I feel like uh, other social media company CEOs have get the same treatment if you are head of Facebook, Twitter, or think of any of the other ones that were far less stable, how many things go wrong and they just go, oh, it's the CEO's fault, isn't it? Yeah. And we kind of ignore the things that went well. Um, I kind of had my take on Twitter on the day of, which is like, all right, well, Susan got us here. You know, I'm, I'm sure being a CEO is kind of the, the hardest job where all the easier decisions get made by the people you are advising. And then if a decision is so difficult that it gets all the way to the top, then that's on you. And so she made a lot of those tough decisions and we saw the results of them. She gets blamed for, you know, removing the dislike counter for the adpocalypse, for all the the various things YouTube has gone through over the years. 
But at the end of the day, my take was, if you look at YouTube versus the other social media sites, it's still kind of the gold standard as far as consistency, as far as monetization models, as far as if you're a creator where you think your work will be discovered. That's not always the maximum virality. That's gonna be TikTok at the moment. That might've been Instagram Reels last year. But if you want to be discoverable in a long-term meaningful way, it's been like 10 years of YouTube being really good at that. So, you know, shout out to Susan. See what Neil comes up with. But that's kind of where we're at with YouTube. Do you guys have takes on Susan leaving? I mean, I'm sad about it. I think I totally understand people blaming CEOs when things are going wrong. I just think the things that quote unquote went wrong at YouTube like weren't as big of a deal. I mean, like Adpocalypse was bad, but ultimately like that's for the survival of the platform. Like ads run that platform they had to do content moderation based on ads they were still letting people post they were still letting people do their stuff oh, yeah, they yeah. just weren't giving them money because they couldn't run ads on their stuff anymore yeah. that that needed to be done and i know some people lost a ton of revenue on it but like the advertisers aren't going to want to be on your site there anyways they're yeah. still giving you free uploads to a website <laughs> uh mm-hmm. i don't know i just don't have a i don't think adpocalypse was that bad and i think the reason YouTube is still doing so well in terms of monetization for creators, and by so well, I mean just the best bar none, mm-hmm. is because of decisions, hard decisions like that that were made that will have flack, but in the long run were 100% the right decision. Yeah. I feel like the uh, the other hot take I had on Twitter, and I so stand by this, is that YouTube actually listens to creators. And yeah. I got a lot of people going, what are you talking, what? what? Try being not MKBHD, like that YouTube does not listen to people, YouTube does their own thing and constantly burns creators left and right. And that's Ow. easy to say, but look at what YouTube does in trying to listen to as many creators as possible, however successful they are, and then look at every other social media site yeah. and whether they're even trying or even yeah. pretending to yeah. listen to creators. Mm-hmm. Do you, we don't have a a TikTok content, I don't think. A TikTok rep at all, contact? I don't know. I don't think so. Do you know how you got verified? I definitely don't. I wish we did. I don't think we do, (laughs) right? You know, it's one and a half million followers over there. It's whatever. It's a tiny account. Uh, Instagram. (laughs) Instagram. Yeah, come on, dude. So many people got Like, what does, do people have TikTok content? like reps at all I don't, i'm sure i'm sure there's probably, a few yeah but that's about where it probably ends yeah uh as far as getting commu- communication on rules that are changing on getting like feature updates and beta testing things before they come out like that does not happen on tiktok that hasn't happened very much on instagram there's like a brand new feature uh and that we'll talk about in a second as far as instagram um feature. but like twitter what are you going to even say about like being <laughs> oh stable God. on Twitter? Yeah. Like that's, that's pretty tough. I yeah. used to have a Twitter account. I was going to say there anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's tough, right? So YouTube, not only do they have these like creator plaques as like incentives and rewards, like, oh, you've hit the subscriber number. We understand that's meaningful to you. We want to show you how much we value you as a creator. It's a small thing. It's a little plaque. They can ship a million of them a year, but they don't have to do it. They yeah. still do it, right? They have uh, a creator summit every year that they they didn't have it in the pandemic but essentially a, a gathering in certain regions of like the top creators to actually talk to people and not just talk to them as like a show and then leave but to listen to them to explain new features coming up and i just remember in the middle of like the the year of the apocalypse going to the creator summit and knowing that that's all we're going to talk about and observing like the leadership at youtube including susan 
being squarely in the middle where it's like you, in order for this to work as a website and a platform, you need to appease the advertisers who spend the money. And in order for this to work as a platform, you need to appease the creators that make the content that drive 90 something percent of the viewership that the advertisers are buying on. You need to make everyone happy somehow. So you need to listen to both. You need to understand both. You need to make really tough choices in this like balancing act of actually getting it to work. And so I had a lot of sympathy for that and they, they eventually made it out the other side, but it was like when we had that meeting, we actually like talked to them, they listened. I remember a creator standing up and being like, hey, Susan, why don't we just say screw all the advertisers because they need you, right? Like it's YouTube. If they wanna spend money on TV ads and billboards, fine, but they'll be back, right? And Susan kind of had to go like, Yes, no. <laughs> but also we really yes. want this to work well. Like we yeah. don't want to just go screw you guys and then have them come crawling back to us. We want to maintain good relationships with them and like keep it going. It's That's an ecosystem. What Elon did and they did not come crawling back. Yeah, not yet anyway, <laughs> yeah. right? So it's a tough spot. Yeah. We, we see this stuff and YouTube does put in all this effort to to not only help creators but advertisers at the same time. I just don't see that anywhere else. Maybe I'm missing it, but like I feel like that's a pretty important thing. It's also not to say that YouTube doesn't have some issues. Like there are oh, plenty no. of yeah. small creators and like music licensing and copyright stuff is like there are definitely some issues there, but like I do ultimately think in a lot of facing a lot of tough decisions, they generally did a, a good way to benefit both. Cuz like you said, they can take it and say screw the advertisers, but the whole thing that stunk about Adpocalypse was creators not getting paid. So if you screw the advertisers, you're still not, not getting paid because yeah, there's not. no advertisers. So yeah. like, it's to help the creators as well. That's paying the creators. Yeah, yeah. I, I, YouTube's had. I'll oh, just one more thing. YouTube's yeah. had like problems. Like as you mentioned, I make videos and and talk about the problems on YouTube because I know they're listening. I, th if there's one thing I can guarantee is when I make the dear YouTube video when they had like the problem with uh, dislike the comment spam. Remember that that whole phase where there'd just be comments under every video impersonating us. I made a video about that. Within hours, I'm talking to the head of product who's in charge of that, and they actually kind of did a really good job with that. They added tools for that. It's you know spammers are constantly working against those tools, but that was one thing. Uh, getting rid of the dislike button. I also talked about how that was a terrible idea. Here we are. I still disagree with the decision, but it's like they had to appease the other side of that too, which is advertisers. So there's, it's a balancing act. Go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to say that, like, unlike Instagram, who all these tech companies, when they see a new trend that is incredibly popular, they try to just jump on like that trend and try to make it a core part of their product. Mm -hmm. And Facebook and Instagram have done that with everything that has come out. Uh, Instagram Stories copied Snapchat, and now Reels is copying TikTok. But where Instagram pivoted their entire platform to being about uh, Instagram Reels. Yeah, Reels. Reels, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, face uh, not Facebook, YouTube, Shorts, they're integrating it and they're encouraging people to use it, but they're not destroying the core product yeah. while integrating it. Yeah. Like they're trying to make it like a cohesive addition that is useful, that will get you like more visibility and all these mm -hmm. things and eventually will become monetizable and all this stuff. But the core reason that people still use YouTube is YouTube and they're not going to like throw away long form videos just to do short form. Yeah. Yeah. These are all like balanced long term health of the platform decisions that have to be made by the and the new CEO, by the way, Neil's gonna get all the same blames for all the things that mm -hmm. go wrong and all the decisions yeah. that happen. So like, welcome, Neil. <laughs> Wanna come yeah, back and yeah, talk right. about it? Uh whereas but, like uh the Adam Nazir what is his name? Adam Maseri at Instagram. Yeah. He like <laughs> 
he just puts on this mask of like, We're, we hear you, but we just don't care. I, he's <laughs> like, maybe one like of the next thing. best. He's one of the next best because he at least communicates new upcoming features yeah. in a way that if you're a creator and you follow him, you get value from that and you feel like you're you're getting something out of it, even though it's just a public post. But yeah, I feel like just feels I, like they they don't really care about creators. It was it would be nicer if it was a dialogue yeah. instead of just a post. Yeah, right. So yeah, yeah. There, there is there is something something there for YouTube. Uh, I'm gonna keep making YouTube videos. I don't know if anything is gonna change too dramatically with the change mm. in leadership, but we'll see. We'll see. Hey, it won't take our job. Yeah, yeah. not yet. Anyway, yeah. It's al- it's also just sad to see um, like women in tech in these big positions leaving essentially like they're good role models essentially mm-hmm. and we need more of it and neil is going to do great there's nothing against that it's just anytime you see a woman in tech in a big position yeah. she's we, been at google like for since the beginning like literally her garage Employee, like yeah. garage days like that's yeah. that's part of it she's yeah that's what i read 16. i was confused she was she let them start it in her garage and then got hired a year later as the 16th employee. yeah i believe she was renting it out to them yeah, her garage. Literally her garage. So she was Google. Always so Googled. <laughs> Google. She was Google. Her garage. <laughs> kind of sick. Small flex. She yeah, owned, just a little. She's bit. been around. Also, okay. the fact that she owned a home in like Menlo Park or whatever. Yeah, that those was. garages now. When you see you like drive through like Cupertino and you just see like all the houses where yeah. it's like, oh yeah, yeah, like Apple was in one of those garages, and then you look on Zillow, you're like, damn. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a oh, falling wow. apart shack, and it's like yeah. six million dollars. It's crazy. It's crazy town. It probably wasn't always like that, but it was kind of always like that. Yeah. 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 Okay, Twitter also did some stuff. Uh, Twitter, where do we... I guess we'll just do the big thing. Because yeah. Twitter's always doing stuff. But I think the thing that most people uh, noticed was that if you had SMS two-factor authentication set up on your account and you are not a Twitter Blue paying subscriber, that you literally... Did you get this? You got like a, a dialogue I box pop-up? didn't because I use an authenticator app. Instead. Okay, so if you had SMS, you got a dialogue box that popped up and said... You're going to have to turn this off because this is becoming a paid Twitter blue feature, <laughs> which I will stand by this. If you offer something for free and then it, you turn it into a paid feature, the Internet will revolt, period. Yeah. It's just going to happen. You can't take something free and make it paid. So they're doing that. The Internet's revolted. But there also is this little sub dialogue, which is also like you probably shouldn't use SMS specifically to factor. We use an authenticator app. Um and I actually switched my Authenticator app by seeing all of the dialogue around Google Authenticator and how there's no backups, and I switched to Authy. That but, happened to yeah. me. I lost yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, so like uh, I switch phones a lot, and if I ever like accidentally get rid of some stuff on one phone, I just lost all my two-factor, which would be rough. Yeah. So I switched Authenticator apps, but the point is, if you use SMS two-factor, I would advise you to switch to a authenticator app because number one it's free and you don't have to pay twitter for it and number two you're a little bit more secure because theoretically sms two-factor is uh, a little more vulnerable to uh phishing attacks attacks. man in the middle attacks going calling your carrier pretending to be you getting your sim deactivated stuff like that um the irony of this is that jack dorsey had his account hacked via a sms two-factor authentication hack like three years ago they should have just disabled the feature (laughs) that's what if it's so so insecure why move it behind a paywall it's the most insecure feature and they moved it behind a paywall it makes it feel like it's the more premium version by putting it behind a paywall yeah it's just because it's easier i think i think it is because it's easier but also like are we not this the new uh owner of twitter 
constantly is saying that they want to prevent all these like scams and bots and everything but now you're moving a security update away yeah. from people unless you pay for it to yeah. now potentially get have those because there's a lot of people who had sms mm-hmm. that rather than download an authenticator are just going to run non-two-factor they're just going to go oh i don't want to subscribe for twitter blue i guess I i'm turning off two-factor now yep yeah just like i don't understand that and now yeah. if those people's accounts are more easily compromised they're running easier scams this yeah. I just don't get. This is just yeah. such a yeah. My argument stupid. is please push people to use an authenticator app. Like it's it's technically like if you go all the way dig into the settings and you see that checkbox and then you see the app is like recommended in parentheses then that's better I guess, but like that dialog box had it like in fine print at the bottom. I would like people to just immediately switch from SMS two factor to an authenticator app and that be the thing that happens here. But we're probably not going to have much of that happening. So that's my advice, please. <laughs> the irony too is that a lot of the accounts that pay for Twitter Blue are probably going to be like the really big celebrities and stuff who need their accounts to be verified. Mm-hmm. And if they are the only ones that have access to a less secure security then, format, yeah. it's like not ideal. There's just not a lot of sense being made in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I the logic like. I just don't get it. The logic doesn't stay in one direction. There's no. this isn't pushing more people to Blue. It's not worth the PR that they've gotten from this. I just. Don't really get it. Twitter blue subscribers are like pathetic, aren't they? It's like under two hundred thousand, I think, a recent oh, okay. report. <laughs> I thought you meant yeah. Oh well <laughs> oh, no. take that as you will. As Someone people. wants to clip that, enjoy it. As but uh, no, 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 no. I mean that. the number of Twitter blue subscribers hey, is Twitter blue totally minuscule. <laughs> pathetic. Yeah. No, it is it is a small number for sure. It's uh, very small. So the yeah, this is a, a head scratcher. I mean it's rule number one for me. It's rule yeah. number one. Uh, but the other thing that we also saw happen was the head of Meta, uh, his name is Mark Zuckerberg, he added a feature called Meta Verified. <sighs> Let me know if you've heard this before. Uh, a subscription <laughs> service that lets you verify your account with a government ID, get a blue badge, and it's $12 a month on the web or $14.99 a month on iOS. Oh my God. Does this ring any, any bell? I thought you weren't allowed to say that. What? Like out loud, like it is less expensive somewhere that doesn't get the cut. What you're not allowed to do is give people a button in the app on the phone to yeah. leave to pay on the web. Okay. Yeah. But you can, yeah, in your announcement, say whatever you want. Yeah, they're okay. taking a 30% cut. I assume this is also on Android. There's the same 30% cut. So it will cost 30% more there- to subscribe from one of those platforms. Um, I guess the the nice thing about this, I know they're kind of just copying Twitter Blue, but the nice thing about this is it is a little bit more than just a verified badge. Just a little bit. Just a little yes. bit. I'll read what it is. Uh, you get the blue badge to be verified. You use your government ID, so it's it's got to be you. Mm-hmm. Um, it also gets you extra impersonation protection, like monitoring, so you will have, there will be some service that keeps track of if you get impersonated and will actively take down impersonators cool that's handy that's nice um you get direct access to a customer support chat feature and uh it's kind of also like boosting your your posts you get you get uh oh really yeah according to adam Masseri's video that he also tweeted about this you in instagram anyway get sort of an algorithmic priority if you are a subscriber huh if you're like facebook's been they've been pay to play forever like it's not shocking that they would do that but yeah that's the thing interesting can we start this out by how this announcement was made because i feel like we're not talking about it and it just seems wild to me with this like channel this like weird do because there's something posted before does everyone who's verified just have this weird like channel that 
it also at the bottom says never miss an update from Zuck. All lowercase. <laughs> Only Zuck can message, but you can read, react, and vote and poll. Yeah. Because okay, I so did not get this message. Good, good question. Message. So to rewind a little bit, there's a new feature called uh, broadcast channels on okay. Instagram. So on Instagram, you can post already. You can put videos out. You can put stories out. And you know how you can message people on Instagram? Yeah. You can have a message thread from you broadcast to all your followers, but no one else can reply. Oh, and so that's okay. what this is. So Zuck is using, that's his username, is using this beta broadcast channels feature to okay. announce I'm in this thing. I guess there's 360,000 people in here. Maybe it's just verified people. I don't know. But people. No, uh, I'm not verified. Do you guys follow him? So I don't know what the rule is for who's in this. Do you follow him? Yeah. Maybe yeah. It's so that. he sent it out to his followers, I bet. Oh, but he yeah. has like maybe. millions and millions. Oh, I'm sure. I I'm sure just a lot of them oh, haven't looked join. at like the group. It's probably, probably. The, like secondary inbox or whatever. So yeah, so he's using this like broadcast feature and it's kind of like, maybe that is a cool feature. Like if you do a lot of like really big text posts or if you're like a, let's say you're a, a product reviewer and you do a lot of like product reviews in your captions of images, but you want like to just like add updates or like talk about your merch or something small like that. You can do this with a text post to all your followers and like a message, cool, whatever. I actually think that's cool. It's a cool feature. It's yeah. an additional communication method for creators. Um, and he's using it in this example to tell us about okay. his new feature. I <laughs> thought he just that? sent it to all the like verified people, which I thought was really weird. Oh, um, no. Yeah, it's everybody. Everybody get get subscribing. Everybody. I don't know. No. Yeah. I, I think my one thing you mentioned here, the extra step of verification through the ID badge is something that I've been super interested about if Twitter ever goes that route because it's like that is the one thing that that does make the verification of being a real person way more yeah, on real. point. Yeah. I just don't know how many people want to actually post their government ID to social media. To like meta? This. To meta or Twitter, honestly. Like, I think a lot of the people, I think a lot of people on Twitter right now in that scenario are not people who like posting their public uh, identification. Does stuff. Twitter actually verify that you're a human when you sign up for Blue? No. That's what something they've said, though. That's like the annoying thing about it being called verified, because you're not. You're just paying money. Yeah, bots it's verified. You're spam you got bots. A credit card I believe somewhere. they said that you, because you're entering in like a credit card or debit card, they're relying on the banks yeah, to do the authentication. Stupid. That is so cool. stupid. It's less Man. secure than your actual. You can create so sure. many fake like credit card numbers D didn't that you mask your like. Didn't that Twitch streamers fish just like spend all of his credit card money on the Nintendo eShop? recently what? Wait, Twitter what? Blue verified. okay someone pull up this headline real quick to make sure i'm getting no. it right there was a twitch streamer who wrote like a api that lets his goldfish play switch games just by swimming around the tank fish play okay. pokemon violet and do some shopping on the e-shop yeah and it spent oh like oh my god and that's a fish that's so funny so, credit card fraud from her, in theory mishap spending money on in the theory e this fish could have signed up for Twitter Blue and been verified as a human. Yeah, as That's the Twitch streamer. Elon! Just saying. That is amazing. Yeah. Government ID. Fish don't get... I don't think fish get government <laughs> IDs. So, that, yeah. So, you could argue you're getting a little more out of the meta subscription product. Meta verified. I, I still think it's stupid. I agree. Yeah, I just... <laughs> but this is slightly less stupid. It is totally pay to play. I mean, like, to be fair, if you're getting... I don't even want to say this, but, like, if you are boosting posts, like... Some people might find that worth the money. I just hate that that's what this social media is. I think I still use Instagram mostly as a place where I feel like I'm more interacting with my like in like real life friends and like people I've known for a while where I am posting my profiles public. But yeah, 
I don't, I don't know most of the people that like my posts on Instagram. There's a difference between like and who I interact with. So like, like the messages. stories and messages I'm doing all feel like my home friends, but my yeah. profile is public because I like showing off what we do here and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, what's annoying to me is kind of that Facebook and Instagram, you're kind of agreeing to this thing that they're going to take your data and make money off of you that way. Yeah. And it's like, okay. More. Yeah. But now I'm paying for you to take my data. Right. And like, it's fine. Like I'm one of those people that I don't mind it as much in a weird way because I do get better ads that way. And like my Instagram experience is better that way. Yeah. But now I'm paying for it. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time. This is a conversation we were sort of thinking about with like the fact that Netflix started this kickoff of unlimited recurrent revenue where they have a subscription model and everything started moving towards subscription models. And We've been talking for like a couple of years now about like, how can we make it so companies can stop taking our data? Because that's how they make money on us. The products are free because you are the product. Subsidized, yeah. But the only way that they could make money otherwise is if you pay them. But now they want both, (laughs) which seems really They want to scale up all the money. Yeah. Yeah, this is like the, the, the peak of this subscription age. Yeah. Like we talk about the iPhone all the time, like, the iPhone is one of the most successful products of all time, and it's grown every year, but it's slowing in its growth, and it's kind of saturated. And so now Apple Apple needs the chart to keep going up. Tim yeah. Cook's like, let's get this chart going up. So yeah. what happens? They find a way to charge everyone with an iPhone a recurring amount over and over Apple and try one, to upsell maybe. you Apple One, Apple yeah. Storage, Apple, all this stuff. And so now they make a ton of money on that, too. Yeah. So on the back of the iPhone, way more money. Services. It's just going to keep going yeah. until the, you're spending 12 bucks a month for heated seats in your BMW. Were you going to say something? I, I just was going to repeat, like, it's funny that we have been talking about, oh, how can we get rid of, like, these companies taking our data, these companies taking our data? And in the end, we weren't, and we were just going to pay them more. Yeah. Like, it's just... I think... Versus the Apple situation is like people paying for subscriptions are the everyday users of that where this, the meta and the Twitter ones, would you agree, seem far more focused on the creators that they're looking to make the money from? Because it's just a subset that wants verification. Yeah. Like I know there are people who want verification, but still like look at the Twitter blue numbers at it was like 180,000. I can't imagine the meta numbers are going to be. There's a ton of creators on Instagram, and yeah. there are people who make a living. They'll they will get this, but that's such a small subset. And you're just now charging the people that are making your platform popular. So you're getting very small feedback from that, kind of screwing over the people that are driving a lot of traffic to you, and you're just making a, an abysmal amount of money yeah. in comparison yeah. to the rest. I, I guess the there's like this magic rule of like when you have a subscription version and a free version it's usually around 10 percent, give or take that will subscribe and when you make the subscription version more expensive you make it a worse experience for them but the the masses that are not subscribing that have their experience unchanged will be perfectly happy and so you kind of have to weigh like where do we get this money from by charging the 90% and ruining all of their experiences or yeah. by charging the 10% and keeping the 90% happy but making more money it's optional too i just feel like that amount of money is like a drop in the pan for these yeah. two companies that are huge if only meta like created a really cool $1500 product that would totally change the way businesses uh <laughs> work these days they, they would be rolling in money yeah. <laughs> would they be though <laughs> Um, oh, they could be if anyone cared. There's also been this in like the business world. There's been this conversation that's being had recently about the value that creators get from the services that they use on these platforms versus like 
the fact that they don't pay for them. Well, they pay for them with their data. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have been being like, well, you know, if I'm an Instagram influencer with like 5 million followers and I make one post and it literally tangibly directly influences the amount of money that I'm making, yeah. paying $12 a month is like literally nothing. It's a no-brainer. And you are still getting more value as a creator who is yeah, paying for the $12. Sure. I think it's just like, everyone got used to this ad model, this like data model. And now that they're like, yeah, you should probably pay us a little bit to be able to make money. It's kind of a weird, like you got to pay money to make money thing. So but. I, w- I would argue though, it's less of, if you're the Instagram, if you're the influencer with 5 million followers, it's not that you're only getting, um, like you're not only paying them with your data, you're paying them with your data and the data Plus. of 5 million other people that <laughs> are following you. So you are more than that's paying back what it is. Yeah, like I enough. think, these people are driving traffic to these yeah. sites that are making the money That's off of true. data, and like these are multi-billion. Charge them twelve bucks. Multi-billion-dollar companies. I can't really simp for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't. I didn't think you were. I just no, think I'm like not, there is way more. Like yeah, yeah. That's a, it's a good point. It's a good yeah. point. It's also if you are the Instagram account for with five million followers, are you driving people to Instagram or are you driving people to content once they're already on you're Instagram? Keeping, you're still keeping oh, keeping them on, people on, there, on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, like they're still serving Instagram ads. Content. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're making these companies money, and now the companies are just charging them. Asking for more, like you said, most of them will be fine. But I think the people who won't care about twelve bucks are, I mean, Twitter Blue is. You said mostly ten percent people will subscribe at most. It's like point oh two percent of Twitter users are subscribed. This is the this is the CEO decision. It's like, how do you yeah. keep the chart going up? Susan would never how do, do you this. Make this? <laughs> well, YouTube Premium is a thing, and people pay for it, but that's just like... That's for the user, That's though. not for yeah, the creator. It's for the yeah. user, but it's the same magic 10%, and it's those people are getting ad-free YouTube and some extra features. But see, that's the thing. Like, th- this is the thing. Like, this is the model that everyone was like, if you don't want your data, if you don't want the ads, if you don't want this, you pay us money. Like, right. this has been the model for a long time of... Ads run the internet, mm-hmm. and if you don't want the ads, give us a few bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And that's like what everyone has kind of been thinking of. And now it's like, eh, we're going to take your data, and you're going to have ads on Instagram, and you're going to pay us twelve dollars a month. Think about the amount of ads you get on Instagram, and you're still paying twelve dollars a month for this verified service. That's if true. this got rid of your ads, then that would be more worth it. Would you pay ten bucks a month on Instagram for no ads? No. This is there's going to be a subset that might do that. Ten. I don't know. It's. It is annoying though if I'm looking through stories. Yeah. I get two stories from people I know and, and then, then there's two, two ads. ads. Always two ads. And then two more stories. And oh then two my more God, ads. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's what makes it such a terrible service. It's mm-hmm. literally half ads. Instagram yeah. ads are really good. I've bought so much crap. I was just. <laughs> I, I think so I might make ads down. on Instagram. Mine just make me feel bad about it. I'll pay them 12 bucks the to keep ads on live. I did <laughs> buy uh, a jacket and pants from Instagram. That's the only thing I've ever bought from an Instagram ad, and they're pretty good. I almost bought a cat sweatshirt, but the comment said that it took like 20 weeks to show up. So I said, never mind. Overseas shipping, maybe? It was a really cute cat on the sweatshirt. See, it's, they only get that worth stealing it. all of your information. <laughs> I would never have gotten that ad, but they found you with that. <laughs> they did. And that's that's just because they got that sort of data on you. I did screenshot it for later. See? I mean, that's a lot of smarts, but also a lot of data. <laughs> Fair. Touche. If you made it this far on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. For real. Thank you. <laughs> We're going off the rails. Ellis, you had this this theory that I really like. Well, we have to talk about one more feature before we get to Ellis's theory, oh, okay. right? Which is that Instagram's also allowing picture replies. Oh, I just right? saw this. Yeah. You have it on your yeah. it's on your page. Yeah, as of like two days ago, uh my comment section is way more vibrant 
there's way more stuff happening in my comments section. <laughs> it's like Tumblr, yeah. Like I posted something, uh, I posted a reel actually, and I was like, oh, it's not really getting that much traction, but why does it have 350 comments? And I opened it and it's just GIFs, the whole thing. <laughs> Wait, image, what? image, 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 Did GIFs. you just say? GIFs. I said it. Yeah, I said it on the podcast. I said it. I heard nothing GIFs. wrong with that. What are you guys talking GIFs. about? GIFs. And there Ellis, are tons GIFs. of them. Ellis tiebreaker. It, uh, as long as you're pronunciation. Right. Yeah. GIF. You can say it. <laughs> yes. We GIF. won. I've, uh, Ellis. I've always, I've, I'm not going to, I've always been a, a GIF person. Yeah. Yes. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. It's not graphic. Because isn't it I'm starting my own trivia yeah. show and I'm graphics. just going to ask that question over and over again. To is be it, fair, I think the creator tell me why. pronounces it like that, but he was wrong. Tell me so. why, though. Like, why is it GIF? I don't know why. It just is. Because, just the, because of what Angie said. The creator the said it's GIF. I mean, that's oh a pretty God. good role. That's like, a great If role. you invented the name, you kind of get to choose how it's said. Mm. Marquez listens to creators. Yeah. I respect the creation. <laughs> the creative process. I respect our anyway, one true the comment section is insane now because <laughs> yeah. it's just constant. Like nobody leaves comment replies anymore because the, yeah. the images get voted to the top, and now it's just rainbows and unicorns everywhere. It's crazy. I hate gifts. They're everywhere. Just saying. But those pictures, yeah. Ellis, can you just explain yeah, so, to this? I want you to explain it on the pod because you started yesterday and it was awesome. Okay, so. If you're like me and you hang out in Wikipedia circles on the internet, you <laughs> eventually like like if you're a meta user, there's Cool Freaks Wikipedia Club. If you're on Instagram, there's Depths of Wikipedia. There's lots of these like Wikipedia centered communities. I did not know this. Anyway, if you're in them long enough, you realize that there's a lot of reposts. Um, yeah, like like there's only so many really cool Wikipedia pages. One of the ones that gets reposted all the time is this like biological theory. It's not my theory. Um, it's called carcinization. And it's this idea that crab adjacent species like lobsters and hermit crabs generally evolve towards becoming a crab. And lots of animals that don't exhibit crab like features converge biologically on the crab format because it's just advantageous in a lot of ways to be a crab and so yesterday when marquez was like <laughs> crab rave <laughs> yeah that's what they're raving about being yeah. superior <laughs> yeah. what yeah. and um okay. so when marquez you know turned around was like yo check it out there's there's uh <laughs> yo, check it out there's pictures on instagram now i was like oh my god it's like the crab thing it's like all social media platforms just slowly become tumblr yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, what's really? the crab? Tumblr is Tumblr is Tumblr's the, crab. the crab. I don't know if there is like you know an exact crab. I don't even know if it's actually Tumblr. We were talking yesterday about it looking a lot like Tumblr. Yeah, um, I do think I've that... also never had a Tumblr, so I don't even know. Me neither. What I that didn't really like. have one either. I think that as social media tries to become more personalized, because there was like Finstagrams for a long time, and there still are, but like a lot of a lot of different social media now is trying to like come back to the roots of just having your friends and having it be more literally social with the people that you know, uh, they probably all converge towards Tumblr because that's more what Tumblr was about. Tumblr was mm -hmm. like you and your friends. And there were there were Tumblrs that were popular that people just followed in general, but it was it was more for you and your friends. Isn't that how all social media starts before it goes but, mainstream? Yeah, because this is the sine wave, right? Yeah. Everything is everything is a trend wave of of a sine wave. Yeah. Facebook was like just you and your friends from school. Yeah. And all the brands showed up. Yeah. And now you left because even your parents are there. And yeah. so you went to Instagram for all your friends. Yeah. And then the reels and all your brands showed up. Yeah. There was an in-between though. Like, I don't know if 
like there was a, a year or two, maybe even like three, where the brands hadn't showed up yet, but celebrities had. Mm. And they didn't understand exactly. Like, have you seen any of Vin Diesel's like 2011 <laughs> Facebook uploads? Yes. <laughs> that's like, but that's 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 like pure. I still like that because that seems like they're trying to be one of us. Like, like genuinely, <laughs> genuinely trying instead of just Damn like, I am here Damn to monetize. Yeah. It's like them kind of you know, hanging out. I don't know. That's weird. But then, like, yeah, you see, like, the early days of YouTube, it's like, here's me at the zoo. Here's, like, a five-second video of, of me, my golf swing. And then yeah. suddenly we're here. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So it's like the, the sine wave of social media. So, like, yeah, Instagram yeah. comment section going through the same sine wave. Yeah. It's just everything is Crab rave. Crab rave. Crab wave. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's like influencers and then and then your friends and then influencers and then your friends and then like companies pay your friends to sell you stuff oh Oof. god hashtag parade and, and then, then the kiss of death is when your parents show up is that the is that how it goes <laughs> thank god my parents are like the most boomer type boomers oh, all boomer my mom follows all of you guys on every social really? media platform everyone and will listen to this podcast I'm if everyone wants to say hi to subscribe my mom. on youtube is that oh yeah she's on youtube on instagram on twitter she follows TikTok. all of you guys hi andrew's mom <laughs> <laughs> Wow. She'll love that. That's Thank amazing. You. To my parents, Facebook is the internet. They won't they don't even That's... know how to Google things. Oh. I know. Almost, it reminds me of like the old AOL, like where you had to dial up into it and you you were inside the browser and that's where your chat yeah. was and everything. Like yeah. you that was the internet. Yeah. Oh, no. It's crazy. That's yeah. a subset of the internet. AOL's uh. the crab. We're all going back to AOL. Okay, we <laughs> really need what to do ad term? break and trivia. Carson Carson Carsonization? Car yeah. Carcanization? Spell carcinization. That's not the trivia See, question. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so trivia time. You guys, I'm going to let you guys choose. Do you want a tech trivia question or mm -hmm. a science trivia question? Mung bean. <laughs> Not mung bean, but no agriculture. Tech, um, science, tech or science? I vote tech. Science. Ooh. I vote science. Let's That's I, two for I, science. I wish I could have guessed what the votes would have been, and I would have gotten a point for that. All right. So the science question is: Okay, the crab theory that Ellis just spoke about <laughs> no. okay. is an example of what kind of evolution? Here are some other examples. Hold on, you can't I'm, ask that because I we're have both we, on the page. we're on the Wikipedia oh, really? page and it's the it's first thing on right yeah, now. Yeah, converging. converging okay, evolution. so then next question. Tech Got question, you guys. Tech question. No, yeah. so then w give me one. Ex turn, close I'm the page. Close the page. <laughs> <laughs> give me one example of convergent evolution. Crabs. Other than crabs. Other than crabs. Other than crabs. Other than crabs. Not monkeyization. <laughs> Can we have a tech question? Can, we have a, can I hear the tech question? Okay, it could be a bonus question. Screw it. Yeah, yeah. Tech question. Why did Amazon name the assistant Alexa? Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys after the break. <laughs> Support for this episode of Waveform comes from Gigabyte. There's a lot of talk out there about how AI is revolutionizing our world. Computers are writing newsletters, robotic bees are pollinating flowers, and a whole new wave of driverless taxis are popping up in cities all over the world. But how can AI power our passions and what we do for fun? That's where Gigabyte's AI gaming laptops come in. So their range of powerful and portable new laptops deliver cutting edge performance for anyone looking to explore the brave new world of AI powered gaming. 
So every 2024 Aorus machine comes equipped with the Gigabyte AI Nexus, which is like a central hub located with all the AI powered features you could hope for. So that includes super useful tools like AI power gear, which automatically throttles and extends your computer's battery life depending on your power source and usage. You'll also get access to AI Boost, which optimizes performance based on what you're doing in that moment, whether you're ripping through an FPS or running your own large language model. AI Boost automatically adjusts the GPU and processors to maximize responsiveness and deliver unparalleled efficiency. Lastly, AI Generator includes various generative AI apps for quick startup, and all 2024 Gigabyte models seamlessly integrate with tools like OpenAI and Microsoft's Copilot AI chatbot. But the Aorus 16X and the Gigabyte G6X take it to the next level with a dedicated Copilot key, allowing users to swiftly tap into productivity and generative AI capabilities. I also keep hearing AI is going to change a lot in the gaming world. Andrew, can you think of anything about that? Not just optimization, like you said, but like more personal optimization I could see happening where like maybe you're playing a competitive game like Valorant and you want higher FPS and lower resolution. Like you, you're okay versus like The Witcher where you might want 4K crispy resolution and like a lower frame rate. I think finding that between your computer specs and what you want might help out a lot. Nice. So all of the models that I've been talking about are available right now at oris.com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. So that's A-O-R-U-S dot com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. Gigabyte, team up, fight on. All right, welcome back. I have a kind of, I think, fun ending to today's pod. Um, I just asked everybody to bring to the podcast today just a piece of tech, a piece of software, something in the tech world that they're currently enjoying, or I even throw out if you're really not enjoying it, maybe something that doesn't meet expectations. But, you know, hmm. I thought we'd just do a little update on maybe some things we're, we're using these days that we don't talk about. Shout out Roundabout. What? 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 Hmm? What? <laughs> roundabout? We're just going to go around and give shout outs. Oh, so oh I just, okay. I yeah. just named it. Oh, cool, cool. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was like, I have never heard of that product. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you want to go first? Lady? I thought you were talking about like that spray that kills bugs, like Roundup. Uh, off? No. No, no I know you're, No, it is yeah, Roundup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I think Off is another one. Uh-huh. Is that what you want to talk about today? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to go first? Though? I did steal some Roundup from my cafe and used it in my apartment. Well, I didn't steal it. Somebody else stole it and put it in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. too far off the rails to start over, so we just have to keep going. Sorry. Just plow right through this. I did it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, the piece of tech that I have been enjoying, because I have not bought anything in like 17 years, um, I it's a piece of software. Mm. It's called Arc Browser. Um, you may have heard of it recently in the tech community. I've heard about this. Yeah. So, yeah, it's called Arc Browser. Um, it is a browser that basically is made for people who are really bad at tab management, like me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> You're really but, good at it. Well, I'm actually Too quite good, good at it. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. yes. But uh, it has a lot of, uh, it has honestly a ton of different features that I don't even fully utilize. Um, but the main feature is that you have a bunch of pinned tabs that are here that never really go away. Okay. And what's oh. cool about them too is that you can like, you can peek into them and like access things directly, depending on the uh, the app that it is or the website that it is. It's a live preview. <laughs> yeah, Wait, live, that was really... a live preview. Like his top emails or yeah, my top emails. You can also oh. like yeah, like in my email. And I don't know. We can maybe figure something out later about changing this. But oh, maybe I don't have it updated. <clears throat> Sorry, but it if you 
if you jump to a different email account, it doesn't open a new tab. It just creates like a little sub thing here and you can just pick which one you want to be awesome. on it at a time. But the main, like the, the main feature that's useful for me is it creates all of these tabs here and within a certain amount of time, it erases them. So I have it set for 12 hours. So you can pin tabs. You can create a like a tab group that is say like a folder. So if I'm working on a specific research project, it's a group of tabs that are within this folder and you can have subfolders and all this stuff that make sure they never go away. And they'll sync across all of your computers that you're using Archon, nice. which is really nice. So everything is synced. But then all the stuff that you're just like looking at for that day that you don't need to keep will disappear within like 12 hours. Um, there's also all these other features where like all of your downloads are that right here, looks really nice. which is really handy because you can just like drop them into areas if you need to like drag and drop. You've got like your picture library, your screenshots, your downloads are right here, recents. Um, this is folders on your desktop. So you don't even have to really access your desktop. You can just like wow. do your desktop management within the browser. And then there's like an easel feature where you can like create easels and notes, which I don't even really understand this feature that much. Um, but yeah, the, the new peak feature that they just added is really cool because it makes it so like when you click on, when you click on something, it creates like a sub tab that floats on top of it. Yeah. So if you're on a Twitter link, for example, this isn't updated, but if you're on a Twitter link and you click a link on Twitter, it'll create like a mini arc in front of it that has the link open. And there's a button for like, do you want to expand it to the whole page or do you just want to like get rid of it? So Arcus. it never even creates a real tab. Yeah, It's really useful. There's there's just like a lot of different cool features and I haven't not even really scraped the surface of this yet. All it's missing is a chatbot. <laughs> pretty, pretty sick. But they, they up make major version updates to this like every three days. Like they put like huge amounts of work into this and they're like really pressing it. And I've switched over to it on pretty much all of my computers. Um, yeah, I was gonna say what platforms is it Right on? now it's only Mac OS, but they have a, they're building a Windows version right now. Cool. Um, and they're also building a mobile version. The mobile, mobile version too, you can follow them on TikTok and the developers and stuff will like give you updates in real time. Like it's every couple cool. days, yeah. yeah. Teasers. Really clever. Nice. Yeah, they're very like transparent about everything that they do. And I just feel like it's a it's a kind of new take on the browser that I really appreciate. They so. should hire you because I only see like seven tabs open. And the fact that I can see you with only seven tabs means that this thing is well, working. working. We started doing the podcast an hour after we got in, which means I have opened at least seven tabs since we got in. <laughs> and they will be erased by the time I leave today. I think nice. that's a huge win yeah. and perfect yeah. proof of concept. Yeah. So, yeah. Is I this really one of those things that's eventually going to get eaten by a major existing browser or can they survive and make something? I was wondering I that know. too. I don't think so. I don't think so. There's enough uniqueness here that I think it could be its own thing. Yeah. I think I was telling, I think I was telling David this. I think this is what like Chromebooks could have been. Yeah. yeah. If it was like this powerful. Yeah. It's and the company that's making it's called the browser company, which Arc is, also is a great sick. name. Arc, Arc is, is a good name. great name. Yeah. By the browser company. That's tight. Which is very cool. So, nice pick. Is yeah. it free? It's free. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. I yeah. think it's niche enough that like I don't know if Chrome would benefit fully taking over it. Because like I just mean like stealing unprotected mm. features. Just yeah. Like anyway. Yeah. There's like way more in it that I even know how to use, but just the tab management thing is really useful for me. And I have like a bunch of research uh, groups, and you can also create these new new folder, new space, like spaces too. So you can have a workspace so that all of your like pinned tabs and also your tab groups and your folders and stuff are just for work. And you can just switch to your like personal space. Mm, home. And it has all your home stuff on it. Nice. Yeah, it's really cool. 
That looks like really nice. Yeah. I think a lot of people in the office are using it right now. Like yeah. Three or four, yeah, five. Yeah, me, yeah. Adam, Alex, at least, are using it. So Nice. Yeah. It's taking over. It's, it's, it ta- it's like a big deal for something to like take over a software application that I've been using for an extended yeah, period of time. Yeah, a browser. Usually I like want to try everything and I try everything for like 10 minutes. I'm like, no, I don't like I this. I need this to be multi-platform before I can dedicate my life to it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, do you use Windows at all? No, but I need it on my phone so I can like have that sync back and forth. Like yeah. just just having like having the same browser everywhere is yeah pretty important for yeah. browser. Bookmarks, autofill. Oh, I don't do that. I think they'll have the mobile version out in a couple months. So cool. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Who wants to go next? Who's next? You go next. Okay. I'm using a new smartwatch. Been wearing it the whole time. I I have actually also. I thought David was going to do a camera because I just realized he has a camera. Oh, I just forgot to take this off before we. (laughs) I I was on a walk this morning and I literally just forgot to take it off. How long ago was that walk? It was a two-hour walk. You've had a camera on the entire time. Yeah, I kind of dig it. Thanks. Must not be too heavy. I just looked down at one point. I was like, David has a camera. (laughs) Is he taking pictures? (laughs) I I don't even see the camera. I just usually have cameras. I don't know. I guess I'm more surprised I've never seen you wearing a camera. On the podcast. Really? On the, oh, podcast. on the podcast. On the podcast. It's because I remember to take it off. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm wearing a new smartwatch, um, and I kind of wanted to see what you guys thought of it, first impressions, because this is a Garmin, which I've used before. <laughs> I've used many different Garmins before, but I think everyone knows that I use a ton of different watches and try them and then like them and then don't like them anymore. So we're trying a new Garmin. This is, I think, their second one with an AMOLED screen, though. So this screen mm. should be way nicer than most of the other Garmin. Wait, it's, which model is it? The Garmin Epix Gen 2. Um, it is a very expensive model. Seen yeah. up for this yet? Yeah, this okay. has been out for a while. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I just like recently got it, and I'm loving it so far. But uh, it's a thick boy. It's big. I'm holding it up. I'm putting it next to my Apple Watch just to confirm it is indeed a thick boy, but it's, <laughs> it's a Garmin. It's probably not, not that shocked. much bigger than the Apple Watch Yeah, Ultra. no, it's not. This wouldn't be out of that league at all. It I, is a nice round form factor. I like that. Nice watch band, too. Uh, that's a knock. That's typical knockoff Amazon, knock off Amazon nice. watch yeah. band. So it is 0.1 millimeters thicker than the Apple Watch. It's thicker? 14.5 or, versus 14.4. But like this screen's yeah. looking nicer than yeah. uh, previous Garmin screens. So I'm enjoying that so far. Yeah, it does look really good. I have to say, I'm using zero battery saving options, and I'm getting like five to six days of battery life. And that's with like hiking, GPS, uh, different like compasses and stuff like that. And I've really been enjoying, I think right now my favorite thing is all the customizations you can do in the workouts because you can change all the screens up to kind of however you want. So if I go to like my hike one right now, the data entry that it shows... And I customized all of this. So mm-hmm. I have on the top of it a compass that's always showing which direction I'm going. I have my distance, my elevation, timer, time of day, and then a heart rate sensor at the bottom. And then I can also switch through with elevation levels. Like all of this is customizable. Mm-hmm. I think it all looks really nice. I'm super excited. And I just booked a trip to the Tetons and Yellowstone in July. And I cannot wait climbs to use this. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah. So what is the price officially? I think it's like eight ninety nine. Dang. All right. It is. Apple Watch Ultra. Territory, yeah, what is anyway. Yeah, yeah. A little cheaper, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay. But yeah, enjoying it. Garmin so far. Epics. Who wants to go next? I'm I going go, last because I, I haven't thought next. of mine yet. <laughs> <laughs> so mine is the Fujifilm X one hundred S camera. 
Uh, this camera literally came out 10 years ago. It came out in 2013, I believe. I had one of those. Yeah, it's, I think it's yours. It's, it was one oh, around it, the studio. It was just hanging out. We were using it, it as a prop. Silver oh. and black one? Yep. Yeah. I think we lost the charger for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I had to get a different charger. Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> but yeah, we just had it around. And then I was going on vacation recently to Columbia. And I was like, I'm just going to like bring this one along because if it breaks i know it's not that expensive it's to like replace it's a decade old. Or something. yeah and ebay ellis just looked it up the cheapest one we found is 374 with chargers and Dang. batteries and everything so it's like pretty cheap dude but well, i'm just gonna say like so right now the x100v has been super viral on tiktok yeah. in the last like six months which is ironic because this came out almost three years ago well that's the one i wanted but it's impossible to get. yeah just in the last three <laughs> months this has been going insanely viral you could buy that camera that s for like 130 dollars like six months ago yeah it's now crazy it's triple the price because uh-huh. it's a great camera it's yeah. still so good yeah they're like, all great. i took it around walking around columbia taking pictures it was fantastic and it take it's a great pictures, like yeah. for a APS-C sensor, I believe, right? Yeah. It's really clean. And is it's a fixed uh, lens. Fixed lens? Yeah. Is it a prime? Yeah. Um, yeah, 23 millimeters. Okay, that's why I didn't like it. So it's a 35 millimeter equivalent, <laughs> okay. which is fantastic. It's a nice little versatile. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I really enjoyed it walking around Columbia and just taking pictures. And like nice. I showed it to my girlfriend. We were out there because I was like taking pictures of her and her family and things like that. And she was looking at the pictures. She's like, I really like this camera. And she's like not a camera person. That's the best endorsement. Yeah. By the way, if mm-hmm. someone like isn't really into cameras, but they're just like, I like the pictures. Yeah. From like, it. It's like, oh, that's a huge. Yeah. Bro. And it's again ten years old. That's like, why the X one hundred have been going viral on TikTok recently because Fujifilm has always had the film simulations. Yeah. That make the images look like film. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's popular. Nor- normies right now. are like, wait, I can take a photo and it just looks good straight out of camera. Yeah. Nice. Who think? But so, yeah, that one's mine. What was the Fujifilm? you set up for me when I took to Yosemite. The X100V. That was that? Yeah. That was really fun. I just also like the form factor of it being nice and light yeah. and just like being able to take it and throw it in a backpack or around your neck that doesn't like not dragging around an A7 or an R5 and RF lenses. Yeah. Like it's so much easier yeah. and more fun. to For just... travel cameras, the X100 series are awesome. Yeah. And you can buy the original one too. It's like, it'll be slower and the autofocus kind of sucks, but like, whatever yeah the autofocus was not great on this but i rarely use autofocus anyway so it was fine yeah it's gonna be cooler and better than your phone so yeah they're fun nice all right so i have been really enjoying an app for my ipad called staff pad um it's really expensive for an app uh, which makes it a scary purchase. It's ninety dollars, oh. um, and that's before any in-app purchases. Oh my god! <laughs> what? Uh, in-app purchases go anywhere from like eighty to three hundred dollars. Oh my! You're god. really gonna have to sell us on this one. So wow. like, and what's freaky about it is because it's the app. Like, there's no trials. There's no wow. re- there's no refunds. Like, dang, you're in it once you're in it. Um, but what StaffPad is is it's a music notation software, and it's the anti-music notation software. Um, If anyone has ever used any of these programs before, they are the biggest sufferers of like bloat of any software Hmm. idiom. Um, More than Chrome? Yeah, no, every single one has a completely unusable toolbar because it's just so stuffed with stuff, there's no point. Um, So this is like the exact opposite of that. Like when you open the program, it gives you a blank non-paginated stave and you just write with Wait, the pencil can you, can you yeah i I'm, i really need some express <laughs> on what's going on here so um a traditional music score 
for anyone that's ever Marquez played trombone. Uh, actually, I and David played, I played drums. A lot of music. And, I played the drums play in middle school. Okay, okay. But so I still have guitar, no idea what's happening. So when you <laughs> when you have a Just sheet of music, it. right? Like it's on a page, mm -hmm. and then when you're finished reading that page, you flip to the next page. Mm -hmm. um, so all of these music notation softwares also operate with pages. Like you write in a page, like a Word document, and the next one is a page. But a lot of music happens outside of you know music notation now. And when you open a program like Logic or GarageBand or Pro Tools, there's no pages. It's just an endless timeline. Mm -hmm. um, and that is the philosophy that this works with. And I, I, it was funny, I was talking with Hayato about it. And he was like, when I mentioned that it was paginated just means in pages as opposed to oh. endless. Mm. Crabinated. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he was like, it's funny that that's like one of the last vestiges of skeuomorphism to yeah. like leave yeah. iOS design is, right. like, is pagination. Anyway, so it's this really cool app that prioritizes like handwriting recognition and speed. And if you're trying to like make something that you can take to an orchestra and it's the most beautiful looking score ever, you're probably not going to be able to get it done in this. But if you're on the subway and you have 45 minutes and you have a musical idea in your head, it is unbelievably fun to just like sit there and write music with your hand, like in your own handwriting, hit play and then hear it played back oh. to you. It's like in the in the B-roll, there'll be some like examples. I was going to say, I'm, I'm going to need to see this. Sounds like magic. I also, you, you want to, I mean, do you, you want a live demonstration? A little bit. You're des describing it. And I was like. In my head, I was like, it would be so cool, but Ellis would probably think this is stupid if you could write the music and then it would play it. I was like, that would be insane. And then that's what you I said. I want to be able to like hum or sing something to it and then have it like notate it and then also be able to play it. Mm -hmm. All right. So I have staff pad open. Okay. I'm going to add an instrument. In this case, why don't we say it is uh, a harmonica? Uh, Alta sax. Uh, I don't know if I have a harmonica. Well, I wouldn't. How? What's the? Yeah. You just do guitar. The in app purchase for a harmonica. We, we have alto sax. So then it opens right. this endless stave. Uh huh. Single okay. stave. Yeah. And then I go in, and I'll write some stuff. What are you writing? I'm going to write a G major scale. Do you write it directly on the stave? So I've written four eighth notes. Right. You can't see. It. You're so far away. I can see it. And then I hit the next bar. I have good eyes. And it converts it into real written notes. And then when I hit play, let me make sure my volume's all the way up. Then when I hit play, oh, there you okay. go. Magic. And it can do anything. But it, um, how did you write the notes? The you have to know how to write. With his Apple Pencil? With my Apple I wrote them just as you would write. You just tap? No, no, you, you write like the same way you would write. You on wrote G major scale? <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> the I wrote. The note for that. Yeah, I wrote, an, I wrote four eighth notes. Ascending. Oh, it's it, like how in the text box you can write letters and then it just goes OCR yeah, and just turns yeah. into. It, it's like that, but for music yeah, notes. It's, okay, it's the music note equivalent of scribble. You know, another thing that I never realized doing this is like, like there are certain musical symbols like a quarter note rest. Hmm. Um, that I just we always know that one. Well, I had just always written it as a squiggle. Like I it's had always like just a gone specific <laughs> shape. It's a very specific. Squiggle. You remember yeah. that much from playing trumpet? In yeah, you had to middle school. Yeah, yeah, that's hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, drum didn't have notes of. I guess you did. Uh, have, we didn't, but rests. Yeah. Well, anyway. So if you like music and you're rich like me, buy Staff Pad. <laughs> <laughs>
I like this app because it was actually originally developed for Windows Surface or Microsoft Surface. And then it just functioned so much better on iPad. They're like, this is an iPad app now. <laughs> Evergreen. That's Oh classic. my God. Uh, OCR is object or sorry, optical character recognition. So it's, it's like a super advanced yeah. specific version of OCR. It's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sick. Damn. Um, while you guys are talking, I thought of two. Oh, is one of them OCR? Is that no, yours? <laughs> no, actually. What uh, it could be. So the, the two I have are one, I just got the Anchor 744, 747 charger. Um, it's just like a normal charger. It's a smaller version of a 150-watt charger, like charges a laptop super fast. It has three USB-C ports and one USB-A. The USB-A is kind of slow, but like whatever. It's just a nice, convenient weight oh. savings for my backpack because I carry my charger everywhere. Um, and you know that little like rubber thing that we have with suction cups on it? Yeah, wait, what is that? Look at this. It's to yeah. Oh my it. god, that makes so much more sense. Yeah, it comes it, with it, right? It, it comes with it, and it's to plug it into the wall and to like hold it stably. So if you have like three or four things plugged oh, into it, I threw that part out. Wait, out. or you, also like can you describe an, the object for the audio folks. Yeah, it's like a it's like a rectangular um, rubber mount mount like a frame basically, and it's got suction cups on one side, and so you use it to frame the charger when it's plugged into the wall so that when you wiggle a cable out of it, it doesn't pull that out of the wall too. But um, uh, also like if you're at an airport and it's a outlet that's probably been used a thousand times and when it has that like bottom weight on it, if you plug it into a really loose outlet, it'll kind of start falling forward so that it like keeps it in. So that's what this is. That's what take it with you wherever you want. We just throw it against the glass window all the time. (laughs) Yeah, it's a a great suction cup mount. So there's that. Uh, I think it's about what, a hundred bucks, hundred and nine dollars. Uh, and the other one that I came up with, I'm already forgetting what I was. Oh, you mentioned you wanted to be able to hum something. Yeah. And it would just know. Yeah. Uh, there's an app that I learned when I was going into pre college. No, no, I've never gotten SoundHound to work ever. It's I like got a, it to work no one time way. and that was good enough for me. I remember this way. So I'm just going to say SoundHound. I remember, you I remember can, SoundHound. Do you have it on right now? I have it. You can theoretically hum something. You can do that into do Google. Uh, you want to try. You can do it into Google Assistant as well. So, what are you going to hum? I haven't tried that. You guys can guess, and then also, okay. Come okay. On. What do I do? Do I just press? you just hit the big Soundhound logo? Um, blue dot. Oh, it just said, "Are you singing or humming?" I. It got it. So, it got it? Yeah, what? it says blue daba right at the top. Nice. Okay, it also corrected. says the chicken dance. You can do this with Google, though. Look, <laughs> but look, the look first it. one is blue. You can do this with yeah. Google. Oh, that, Google thought it was the chicken sorry, dance no, 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 also? Sorry, sorry. No, no, okay. Look, oh. ready? Ready. Search a song. Nice. That was way cooler. Google did way better animation. All right, I'm deleting Soundhound. Also, but but I do want to say, Soundhound, I apologize. Clearly. I was using a, a previous, or maybe my voice, or I don't know. My but. humming was horrible, also. Yeah, so it like, if it got me, that, it took me a while to get what you were humming. I think I, I shouldn't it. have hummed. I should have done it like how David. Oh, did. guys, it's time to be fun. real. Ready? Oh, okay. Sorry, I just started using this. I don't know how to be real. It's up to David. 
There we go. All right, it happened. Hey, what a smile it says. Nice. <laughs> you guys got to see the B-Real live. Live. Uh, well, <laughs> I think that's where later. we'll end it. We do need to try to figure out what these trivia answers were. I'm having a feeling I'm not going to get any of these right, but we'll try anyway. Can I grab one of those, please? What do you need? Uh, oh, David's yeah, got yeah, me. you got it. You know, this first Thank question, you. it may seem difficult. You got a 50% shot, you know, I think... I think we're going into this feeling good. Okay. We are. Yeah. Okay. So in 2021, were there more baby girls named Siri or baby boys named Anakin? We're writing the name that we think is there's more. Of. There's more. Of, in, 20, in 2021. You yeah, can either born, say like boys or you can say the name. I'm ready. I'm ready. I got it. All right. <laughs> I, love I feel like I'm going to be wrong, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah. Ready, flip. I said Anakin. That is correct. Oh, man. What did you I say? I guess everyone... I said Siri. <laughs> Sorry. I said boys. Look how Mark has spelled Anakin, though. I don't know how to spell Anakin. A- A- Anakin. Okay. I'm glad you said that because... There were way, okay, I couldn't, you know, exact numbers, I don't know. There, every source I found said there were way more Anakins, like mm-hmm. like incomparably more Anakins in the series. However, if you misspell Anakin, there's still double digits. Damn. Really? Wow. Yeah. Hmm. How did you spell it? A-N-I-K-A-N. Hmm. Okay. Probably just the simplest way I could think of. What can Annie do? Anything. Yeah. I Annie assumed can. a lot of people would have named... Star Wars based, but hated. I think by 2021, like Siri as a name gets a bad rep, but Anakin might be a little cooler because it's like Star Wars. Are we? Do we like Episode One now that I loved Episode One? Really? Yeah, I thought everyone hated Episode One. It's got sand and it gets everywhere. (laughs) I mean, I know Anakin is. That's Episode Two. Episode One, (laughs) right? I don't want to go any further Anakin, into this conversation. Anakin says that as a young adult while trying to court Princess. Wow, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, is it episode God. three? I haven't seen it yet, man. Are you serious? What? <laughs> That's a joke. Sorry. I knew that was Spoiler coming. alert. No, it is episode oh, Damn. Okay, yeah. anyway, I just want to throw out there, according to the Social Security Administration or whatever, um, 2021 was actually the peak of boys being named Anakin. So it's, uh, we're on the way up. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's a classic. With Star Wars, like getting more and more popular as Lucasfilm and Disney how many just babies were named it. Obi, Darth? You did not. Darth. No, I didn't look it up. Oh, okay. I'm joking. Okay. Darth. Next question. So this was Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Marcus, do you know the significance of Anakin? It's one of the main characters. Not wrong. <laughs> Stop the press. How much of Star Wars have you not seen? Well, I haven't watched the movies, but like I've seen memes and enough of it. Wait, to you haven't seen any, like you haven't seen a single Star Wars movie? Not entirely through, no. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, but I know, I know characters' names. I know like who's I good and who's bad, kind of. Is Anakin good or bad? We're Anakin next good. next trivia right. extravaganza. There is totally going to be a we grill Marquez about Star Wars. Category. You're just gonna get a. Bunch I mean, of I'm gonna get most of them wrong, also. But. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> One day we'll have a Star Wars and Harry Potter trivia-centered episode, and I will die happy. Okay, next question. The crab theory that Ellis spoke about oh boy. was an example of convergent I evolution. We were doing a tech question. Well, there's both. We did both. So the convergent evolution, you guys were correct. But can you give me an example 
of convergent evolution. Like, any example. Like from another animal that... From any... Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of really? examples. Really? Okay. I had a couple that I was juggling that I'm going to write and also cross out. I have literally no idea. I'm more interested to see if you will consider this right or wrong. I was going to say, there, I might have to do some like, quick I, I, I know, there's but. going... Well... Yeah. You did not describe how specific we have to be. For animals. Too late. It has to be animals. Oh, you're... Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. All right, flip them and read. What do we got? <laughs> I just wrote bird. Uh, I wrote birds. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> Andrew wrote birds. What about bird? What about birds? There's probably some convergent crabs. Birds. There's only one kind of bird. <laughs> if crabs, there's the tons of birds. Yeah, Are but you they're all birds. Me? Yeah, exactly. So it's not convergent evolution. It's just evolution. Are they all converging on one type of bird? They're tell yeah, me, like, what tell me the, I'm wrong. They're converging. They all have beaks. You're wrong. They have feathers. They fly. <laughs> Not all. Actually, they don't all fly. Yeah. Those are the ones left behind. They haven't converged. I feel like this Damn. is subjective, Adam. No, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess depending if you consider biology subjective. <laughs> what you said? Oh. I wrote four legs. Four legs? There's not that many things with two legs. Is it two legs? No. Oh. No. Oh. I said sharks. <laughs> More specific. So you're actually, I'm gonna give that to you because that's the closest one. Yeah. What yeah. was it? Fish, shark, and dolphin bodies is yeah. an example of convergent. <laughs> I hope evolution. I converged to be a shark or dolphin. Body. Sharks have sharks have been around for like 400 million years. Yeah, or something. That's I feel crazy. like if they were but gonna evolve, they would have changed. Birds. So. If you would have said bird wings, I would have given you a point. Bro, the, birds so have wings. Are you yeah, saying? But, because bird wings and insect wings is an uh, example of convergent evolution. Quick fact check, David is correct. What? Tetrapods, four legs, is an you. example of convergent evolution. You didn't even, you didn't <laughs> fact check it on the spot. Four legs, I had to put in tetrapod, because when you put in four legs, it's like, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> like, wow. So I get the point, right? You get the point. Landry's going to go nuts on this bird's Go, no, I think I'm, I, He's right. I do think that birds is a good one, though. Even if you didn't get it right. The wings. If I said wings. Yeah, more than one correct. thing turned into a flying So object. I have a bunch of other so cross So why, do we not, wait, why wait. are we not sharks we and kissed. or birds? No, it's not all <laughs> creatures. No, no, it's there's like certain uh, creatures environments. Creatures that just hit their like peak, I yeah, guess. No, well, there's the certain environments for which certain evolutionary features are ideal. And yeah. once they reach that ideal, they don't. There's no anymore. further evolution needed. It's yeah. like when you when giraffes get Until longer and longer necks, again. and like they've reached the the height where like they can reach all of the leaves, and it it's no longer evolutionarily advantageous to be even taller. So yeah. giraffes aren't like still evolving longer and longer right. necks. So well, it's convergent like, evolution is technically when two different things evolve right. to the same. So thing. some other mammal also evolves a longer and longer neck and the same form and hooves and they just turn into a giraffe because that's the optimal so other fish were evolving into sharks there's no doubt a ton of different sharks that have all evolved to have the same look they're all they're all the same look oh the same like so flying flying is an example of convergent evolution didn't like all the dinosaurs become birds yeah. No, there's. Mm, <laughs> thank you, dude. That's what no, I'm saying. I agree. There's only, the bird is the last living example of a dinosaur, but not all dinosaurs sharks. became birds. Sharks, crocodiles. But they weren't dinosaurs. <laughs> the crab brave is slowly getting louder. <laughs> Second Sick. trivia question after that yeah. long tangent. Oh, so, the tech one. Well, this is the third trivia question, actually. Yeah, the tech one. 
why did Amazon name the assistant Alexa? <laughs> Uh, what was that? I don't know. Someone Groaning. just groaned. <laughs> and time is coming up. Flip him and read. Is it an acronym? I wrote that it's an acronym or some sort of a combo of Amazon made-up words. <laughs> I wrote random name generator. I wrote uh, executive's daughter. I like nope. that. Nope. That's a good answer. So according to Amazon, it was inspired by the Library of Alexandria. And that's why they named why? it Alexa. In what way? The Library of Alexandria was the source of the library that burned down and we lost oh, a lot Alexa, of knowledge. Oh, like Alexandria. Sure. Yeah. Alex... Well, Andrew, Ale ah, Alexander Alexa. is spelled A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R. Yeah, but it's not Alexander. It's Alexandria. I mean, those are all too long. Alexandria. Yeah. I think Alexandria is named after Alexander. I don't know who else would be named after. Wait, the city is named after the dude? I'm, I thought. I'm just saying. Fact check. I'm just saying that's how it's spelled. Like, Alexa yeah, is just the first half of that. That's fair. Yeah. So that's why. It was. Huh. City in Virginia. You might. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's what it was wow, about. Amazon has a lot of love for Virginia, huh? So no one got any points for that. Sorry. No. Yeah. Dang. All right. Well, that's been fun. I, I think Andrew's answer. Birds some of you got some birds. Uh, something out of that. I hope some of you made it this far. Yeah. If you made it this far <laughs> into the podcast, I, I need you to write a comment that just says, "I know many different animals with four legs." <laughs> Uh, or just name animals with four legs. That would be that would be pretty sick too. Let us know you got this far. Table, cool. <laughs> That's one too. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for rating. Catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Use your five star rating on us this month. Waveformers produced by Adam Alina and Ellis Rovin. We are partnered with Vox Media Podcast Network, and our intro outro music was created by Vane Sill. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today